Welcome to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company. I'm your host, Joel Silverstone. Today's episode, selling isn't what you think it is. Now, if you have to sell an idea or a product, do you get anxious and immediately think, oh, I I don't want to be pushy. And for most of us, uh uh-huh, that's a firm yes. And fair enough, because we've all had salespeople and we've had leaders just overwhelm us with facts and features, yet not even take a breath or ask a question. So if you are a leader or anyone trying to sell a new behavior, an idea or a product, finding the best way to connect and influence can feel daunting. Well, in this episode, our guest is Kira Callahan, and she's an expert in sales conversations. And she guides us with different perspectives and gives us the confidence and the skills on how we could be more authentic and connect with your customer or whoever your audience happens to be. And this makes it just a lot easier. Our guest, Kira Callahan, is the founder of Conversation Gym. And she's had the pleasure of coaching more than 6,000 financial professionals on mastering their sales conversations and building a thriving practice that they love. Kira is an expert in coaching high achieving executives, managers, and salespeople to connect and persuade their audiences. Let's meet Kira Callahan. Kira. Callahan, thank you so much for being a guest on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast. My pleasure. Glad to be here. This is a this is a different episode for us, and I'm I can't wait for us to dive into this because selling isn't what you think it is. Uh, so I think all of our listeners were all curious to find out what is it because whether we're selling an idea or we're selling a product, um, we all would like to know. Um, is there's another way, another approach to doing this. So tell us a little bit more about selling isn't what you think it is. Yeah, absolutely. So first, when you think for yourself, what comes up when you hear the word selling, typically Mm. speaking, it's pushing, it's, Mm -hmm. you know, heavy marketing, it's flogging a product. It's, there's a lot of slimy, suspicious feelings that come up when people think about selling right? Yes. But really, when you are trying to sell, as you say, an idea, maybe it's a leader who is wanting to get better performance out of their team, Mm -hmm. uh, or it is actually, hey, we want to put our product out in the marketplace, our service out in the marketplace. So there's a a transaction that happens, Right. right? But selling at its best is really all about trust first. Mm -hmm. And when you think about how uh, selling is done poorly is kind of like somebody pushing and saying, Hey, think the way I think, think the way I think. Right. But that's not selling at its best at all. And as you may notice, even just hearing that it automatically sets up a resistance, a defensiveness. So instead what selling is at its best is kind of crossing over into the world of the person that you're wanting to persuade and really deeply understanding what it is that is important to them. And once you understand it and respect it, and they feel that you understand and respect it, now you're in a position to influence and persuade. 
Yeah, I, that's you know that's a good way to to change it. Which is uh, we always think about selling, and we we put this in our head. It's about pushing an idea or pushing a product, when in fact it's about connecting uh, and building that trust uh, and going at a deep a, a deeper level, so that the other person feels understood and they could really see, uh, I guess, uh, what why they would want to continue this conversation. Yeah, because I guess that's where you want to get to first is get a conversation going and find out what's important to them. And they feel comfortable to share uh, uh, the, the mm-hmm. customer or the employee feels comfortable to share. Uh, that's what's, right. What's going on. Yeah. And, you know, I would say even underneath that is mm-hmm. the notion of safety. So trust mm. really automatically assumes if you've if you've achieved some trust that assumes that somebody feels safe. Right. Right. So picture yourself going to look at a car in a dealership. Right. Or Mm. going to, uh, you know, buy a nice suit for work. Mm -hmm. If you go into the store and you're basically automatically uh, attacked almost by the salesperson. Yeah. Is there trust there? No, completely the opposite. And so automatically all the defenses go up. So there's no safety. There's no trust. There's no sale. No, you know, and it's interesting you say about about the car because I could think of, uh, and and Kira, you and I have known each other for years, and I don't know if you were working with me on this when we were working with a, a large uh, car uh, auto auto <laughs> auto distri- uh, company, I guess mm-hmm. let's call it that. Uh, and working with their sales teams is they couldn't get past the first ten minutes of the conversation, which was over explaining all the the engineers of the of the mechanics of the car and not asking us one single question about what brings us here today, even as a, as a question. Uh, so I always found that really interesting because that's a, that's the classic example when we think about salespeople being pushy. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up as it is a good example. And the people that I serve are financial advisors. So I work mm-hmm. with the financial community and uh, there is something that is, that happens. It's identical to what you described, uh, which is, an advisor, and typically speaking, a younger advisor or a newer advisor would fall into this trap of overwhelming their potential client with mm-hmm. all of their technical financial knowledge. Yeah. And so typically what is underneath that is a fear, right? Oh, I'm a new advisor. I need to prove that I'm credible. I need to prove right. that I know what I'm doing. And so my way of doing that is, uh, is just, you know, turning on the fire hose. Here's all the information I know. Right. Please take me seriously. Yeah. Right. Same thing can happen with uh, a new leader, right? Mm-hmm. Or it could, could exactly. be. Um, and so what is interesting is that what demonstrates your expertise is more about the quality of question you ask than it is your mastery of any particular detail. Right. Yeah. Because the knowledge will come out in those conversations, but the knowledge is now uh, geared towards what they're saying. Uh, And so the answers you give, (laughs) uh, your credibility comes out in how you answer those questions, not just in uh, creating the safety, but also in the knowledge that you're, you're bringing forth. Yeah, Uh, you were talking before about influencing. Um, Mm -hmm. So, so how does one do that? Because we hear a lot about, about influencing and and trying to create that trust. So maybe thinking back to uh, how you work with financial advisors or just in, in sales in general, you know, what is, 
is there an intention? Like, how does one, how does one do that? How does one start an, an influencing type conversation? Well, I like that you bring up intention. So yes, something that can happen for anyone when they have in their minds, I need to make a sale mm-hmm. is before you pick up the phone, you have the intention, I'm going to make a sale. Mm. And, uh, that as you can probably tell immediately sets you up for one type of conversation that in fact gets in the way of your goal to make a sale. So it's not going to help you influence the person. So if you have the intention, I need to make a sale, here's what happens. Your focus narrows. So with an example of financial advisors that I work with, Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, this can happen even with veteran people. Like I right. have, I have a, a wonderful client that I'm working with right now. He's very good at what he does. He really, really cares and he's very successful. And yet he falls into the trap of asking all of these narrow fact find questions because right. in his mind, he's trying to shoehorn the conversation into the lane that will lead directly to a sale. Yes. And so that narrow focus comes from, here's, here's my task. I need to make a sale. Right. And in so doing, if you can imagine sort of the point of a narrow focus, there's you know 90% of the available information you don't even touch on. You don't even see, you can't hear the clues because you're not asking those questions. You're only, you, you've got a closed type of conversation as opposed to a broad open one that will uncover lots of opportunity. Yeah, it makes total sense. I, I could, I, and I, as you're saying that, that imagery, I could see that, which is, it's not even, it's an intention is that you, you have, you just have a, a goal. <laughs> and so that's all you see that narrow path. It's like being on a suspension bridge and you just see the end and it just have to get there mm-hmm. versus maybe, you know, just taking one step at a time uh, as, as mm-hmm. we're going through the process. Versus well, that's I a really good point, right? It's okay. Yeah. Well, if that's not my intention, when I pick up the phone, what is the right intention to have when I pick up the phone? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So something that will be really helpful for you, um, like all our minds are busy, monkey mind, it can get in the way. Right. Yeah. So they, your mind needs a task. Mm. So if you have a sales conversation that you're going to have a really helpful task is to tell your mind, I will not leave this conversation until I understand the most important thing for this person. Kira, that's that's gold. Can you say that again, please? <laughs> yes, absolutely. And of course it's, it's for any, it's for influencing yeah. anyone, right? Yeah. But you, if you've given yourself, this is my main intention here. I will not leave this conversation until I understand what is most important for this person from their perspective. I think as a, as a, a leader, as a salesperson, as anyone uh, engage in any type of communication. That's so important. If I knew that someone was coming into a conversation with me and their intention was to find out what was most important, <laughs> uh, I would already be so much more open versus uh, I know they're coming to sell me something. Absolutely. That's, that is, it's almost binary when you think about it, right? If you, mm-hmm. how, how one would react if you know, oh, they're going to try to sell me something. <laughs> I mean, the wall comes down, the doors close versus this person, I can tell they just really want to understand me. You just soften and become available to what that person is wanting to share with you. And so suddenly, suddenly we're having a real connection. 
Yeah. And, yeah. And this is where influence can happen. And I will say too, that when you come from this place, selling doesn't feel like selling at all. If selling isn't what you think it is. <laughs> That's right. It does. It isn't what you think it is really. Yeah. It's about sharing something that you're passionate about that you genuinely believe will help this person. And that's exciting when it's clean, you know, there's no um, BS around it when you've kind of dealt with internal conflicts that you may have about it. Right. When that's the case, then selling isn't selling at all. Um, And and I think hearing that word uh, internal conflict, I think is also something that, that gets in, in our way um, because yeah, we're, this is all good. Our intention is, <laughs> is to pick up the phone and go, I'm going to learn what's really important for them. But then we've got these, whether we're again, trying to change an idea or, or a behavior or, or sell a product. Uh, we got these internal conflicts that get in our way of um, handicapping us. So what, what are some of the, the ideas here around inner conflicts? Yes. Or self-talk, I guess. Yes, absolutely. Self-talk that really gets in our way. So inner conflicts that are very common. One of them, maybe one of the first ones uh, that I hear so much from advisors when they think about prospecting is, I don't want to bother anyone. I'm bothering them. Mm. I'm bothering people. Well, good luck picking up the <laughs> phone if, mm-hmm. if that's in your mind. I'm going to mm. pick up the phone and bother someone right now. <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. we need to clear up that conflict and shift from, no, I'm actually not bothering them. I'm calling because I want to add value. I really have something important to share that will improve their situation in some way for the better. I'm adding value. And you, you may notice that I'm, I'm, speaking with conviction here. And it really does take that where you go inside and you, it's, you know, it's not just a cute little phrase. I'm adding value. Yeah. Yeah. In order for you to clear up that conflict, you know, you need to go down the rabbit hole yourself and say, okay, what exactly is the value I'm bringing here? Do I believe it? Mm -hmm. Right. And when you push yourself to do that work and you clear up that conflict that's when you can speak with conviction and, and, and it's felt. Uh, this is, this is really good. And, and I like that you're, you know, you you ask, you ask yourself the second question, which is, it's not just uh, today's going to be a good day. <laughs> I'm going to add value. It's really, okay. What, you know, what exactly is the value that I'm offering? What makes me unique? What makes my ideas different? What makes me me? Why did I come into this role as a financial advisor? What was my original goal was to uh, help people uh, have a financial plan or have a financial route or have clarity or better understand or have more ownership or, you know, whatever that is. Because when I think of a financial advisor, we, I might think mm, it's they all have the same products. They're all alike. And I think what you're saying is, Yes, maybe they all have the same products, but it is the the value that they bring in in their approach, in how they connect with the people, the the authentic selves that they bring, um, and that's maybe some of the some of the value. Is that is that right? Well, you're speaking to the level of you know how do I differentiate myself from every other advisor, right? So that absolutely is one thing that somebody has to look at themselves. Each 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 individual advisor, each leader, really, each person has to say, okay. 
what exactly is the value that I bring as a person? And Mm -hmm. there's a whole process of kind of owning your origin story that I work with advisors on to, to really get to the, to the nut of that. But let's say that we're just talking about the product or we're just talking about having a financial plan. Because one of the main challenges that advisors have is there are plenty of people out there that are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so what you need to be able to do is deal with the apathy, right. Of yeah. Yeah. Financial plan. Yeah. Yeah. I should do it. Right. 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 And if you can't come back from that and say, no, 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 wait a minute, this Mm -hmm. is important. And here's exactly why here's the difference between you having a financial plan and you not having a financial plan. I'm going to dollarize this for you. Here's somebody right. who's just like you, same age, same general, you know, uh, income, et cetera, et cetera. This person has a financial plan. This is what happened in that 10 years, right? This person did not have a financial plan. This is what happened. It does matter. Let's take a look. Yeah. So we want to give very specific examples. And that's part of, you know, you doing your own work as a salesperson of any kind, that's going to shift you from, oh, I'm bothering people to I'm adding value, right? As each of us needs to go inside and do our homework and answer that question. What exactly <laughs> is the value I'm providing here? Yeah. I, I, you know, as you're saying that, it makes me think of one word, which is because. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, and, and that's, and that's the, the, when you want to bring the facts, when you want to bring the logic, when you want to bring very specific examples, it's the because, you know, yeah, yeah, financial plan. No, financial plan is important because. That's right. <laughs> and, so that's why it's making me think of that one word. It's it's that's where we want to be specific um, yeah. and not not make it an opinion, but be very clear that these are these are the facts and this is the logic behind that. Because we do we need the balance of emotion and, and logic to to be mm-hmm. able to make those decisions. Okay, you know, great. I so to, I'm, I have a little story to share. Actually, oh, if yeah. I may interject. So yeah. I was just working with a, a client yesterday. He's a young advisor. Very. He's, uh, he's, he's a good one. I'm excited. You know, I'm excited for the industry that, that he's in it. Super passionate. Um, he's really doing everything he can to, to know his stuff, but he feels a lot of anxiety and he's one of those people who, who tries to do the fire hose, you know, here's all the information I know. Here's all the knowledge I know. And I was wanting to help him with that anxiety. And I said, here, here are two things. Cause he was worried about, you know, compliance and, that's important, of course, is to get the details right. But I said, if you have two things in place, one of them is you are acting from integrity, which mm-hmm. means you are truly acting in the best interest of your client. That's one piece. You have that. And the other one is if you are making your recommendation based on the fullness of a thorough discovery process, then that's it. You don't have to worry right. about anything else. You can feel good. You've done your job. Those two pieces right. in place. Yeah. <gasps> Gold again, Kira. Gold <laughs> again. <laughs> because I, as I, as you say that, I, I, I see a, a, a leader going, "Oh, they have to buy this idea," or, or you know, a manager giving for you. They have to buy this this new behavior. It's, it's, it's exactly. It's, it's going in with that clear intention of the, of the integrity. Um, and, and having, you know, a plan and here it is, you can't control someone, 
but you can you what you can do is make them see the the, the value in what you're doing uh present your best ideas present your best self uh in that moment uh and you can't manipulate someone uh but if they feel safe and they feel connected and, and again to bring this full circle if they see the value in what you're sharing uh then uh that's then right it all makes sense and you're not really selling and you you're not really selling <laughs> sound bites <laughs> yeah that's all it. right Gira, we're gonna we're gonna come back. Uh, we're gonna take a break here for the ad. We're gonna come back uh, and we're gonna share. If you're ready, your failure, ta-da moment. Oh my! Okay. All right. So let's we'll come back from the ad and give you a minute to think about that. Okay. Hi, I'm Joy Newhold, and we'll be right back to our interview. When I started the Great Canadian Training and Consulting Company in 2002, I never would have imagined that one day we would have a podcast. So first, I want to thank you for listening and share some really exciting information about our organization with you. For years, we have made our live instructor-led software and soft skills training, consulting and coaching services customizable to meet the unique needs of each client and committed ourselves to a high quality of customer service. This combined to make the learning experience better for the participants and the planning process easier for the organizer. We love helping our clients so much We also develop many additional free resources to help you along the way, and this podcast is just one of them. At greatcanadiantraining.ca, you will find our free monthly webinars, blog articles, and free downloads covering everything from building better dashboards in Excel to navigating difficult conversations and everything in between. So make sure to join us at greatcanadiantraining.ca. But for now, I better let you get back to the podcast. Please enjoy the rest of the interview. All right, we are back with Kira Callahan, founder of Conversation Gym. Uh, we are talking about selling isn't what you think it is. We've had some great pointers about intentions, integrity, managing that self-talk, managing that inner conflict, and really understanding that selling isn't what you think it is. Uh, this has been a great conversation. So if you're ready, Kira, we have a little moment in our show that we like to call failure. Ta-da! And this is where sharing where maybe it wasn't a failure, but it was a, a learning moment uh, that maybe felt uncomfortable at the moment, but it was a learning moment. And it went from ta-da to aha. So oh, if no, you're ready, if you got one. It was a failure. Oh, it was a failure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Great. All right. Well, then let's, if you're ready, we're, we're listening. Okay. Well, uh, I had been in the training field for 10 years and working mm-hmm. for another firm. And I thought, I, I really want to start my own practice. I want to be a mm-hmm. coach. And I was so excited and bless my heart. I was hugely naive. I mean, I, I left the 10 years experience and I thought I can help everyone, <laughs> which is already uh, problematic. That is not a marketing uh, strategy. <laughs> but anyway, I did, I did realize, okay, I want to work with financial professionals. And I reached out to my circle and said, Hey, do you have any advisors you can introduce me to so that mm-hmm. I can offer some coaching and, you know, get my feet wet. So I was introduced to a lovely woman and uh, she booked two sessions with me. And when she called, I greeted her and I said, okay, great. So let's have a conversation just like you normally would with a client. And, uh, and then I'll offer you some feedback. And so we practiced. And at the end of the conversation, she was angry with me. She was defensive and said, I I didn't realize that you were going to listen to everything that I was saying and then tell me what I did wrong. Oh, and I I just froze. I froze and I realized, oh my God, I I thought that I did really, really good work for her, but Uh 
clearly she was not prepared for this. Right. Um, and I, I, she didn't even, I apologized profusely and I tried my best to save it, you know, but she didn't even right. want the second session. So that was a huge failure. And, um, I, I'm telling you for a couple of days there, I thought I'm not going to be able to do this. I, I, mm. So what I, what I realized mm-hmm. after I took a deep breath was that, okay, in the training firm that I was working for, they had an entire infrastructure built around the actual coaching calls that I did for them, the coaching Mm -hmm. work. So when somebody would call in and they would be transferred to me for the coaching session, they had already been well prepared for the nature of the coaching. And then on top of that, we had particular introduction protocols to build safety for that person to make them feel comfortable. And so they they were not surprised in any way about what they were about to engage in. And all of those pieces contributed to the success of the coaching. So now I'm, I'm a business owner myself. Right. So I realized, okay, I need to build all of this myself so there's, there's, that was a big rude awakening for me, but a big learning. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 fair enough. You, you, you were excited. You had all this, <laughs> again, kind of all this knowledge to share. Yeah. Here comes the fire hose in a sense. Um, and, and, but this is good because this is also about uh, when we want to give, you know, your, that person you were working with wasn't prepared for that kind of feedback. That's didn't right. see it coming. And that's really uh, when we are giving feedback or coaching, it really is, as you say, it's so important to have protocols in place, safety in place, uh, mm-hmm. expectations are set as to what's going to happen so that the other person has the trust and is ready to receive uh, that feedback. That's right. And I will say, yeah. and I had a very sincere attempt, like most leaders have a mm-hmm. very sincere or intention, I should say, very sincere intention to help. Yeah. And so that was a big learning for me. It's like, I I have the skill, I have the intention and yet there's, there are other pieces that need to be in place so that it it is successful for, for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Thank you so much for, uh, sorry, you can can go ta-da now if you want. Oh, okay. Awesome. (laughs) Ta-da! So thank you so much for sharing that, Kira. Uh, This has really been a a, a great episode about selling isn't what you think it is. Some great insights here. I'm sure our listeners would like to uh, maybe have some questions or find out more about you. Where can we find out more about Kira Callahan or reach out to you? Wonderful. Fantastic. The main platform to reach me on is LinkedIn. I'm very active there and feel free to direct message me or you can visit my website, conversationgym.com. Great. And cover and Jim J G Y M. That's right. Conversation yeah. Jim. Yeah. yeah. So actually just a, a little brief soundbite. When you work with me, when advisors work with me, you know, we work on all of their messaging and their sales conversation skills. And one of the key components of that work is to get a chance to practice it. Mm. So just like doing reps at the gym, that's where the name of the of my company came from. Gold again, Kira. Gold. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being a guest on the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast, Kira Callahan. It was a pleasure. 
And now it's time for our three stars, no trois étoiles. These are the three takeaways from today's episode that you could start to put into practice. Number three, turn off the fire hose. Whether you're selling a product or an idea, sometimes we just try too hard to overwhelm with all the knowledge that we have to try to prove that we're an expert. But what really matters, what people will remember is the quality of the questions you ask. This is what's going to make them feel safe and engaged. Number two, as Kira said, selling at its best is about building trust. It's not pushing because pushing means, hey, think the way that I think. And it sets up a reaction. Instead, it's about pulling them in to connect, to deeply understand what is important to them so they feel respected. And the number one takeaway, what is your intention? Is it must make the sale? They must buy this idea or new behavior. Well, that's very narrow. So what is the right intention? Well, as Kira said, give your mind a, a task, this focus. And what she said was gold, which was, I will not leave this conversation until I understand what is most important for this person. I will not leave this conversation until I understand what is most important for this person. So what's the next step? If you're not sure where to apply these three stars in business or in life quite yet, then try this in the next few days. Your self-talk, which might be, oh, I don't want to bother that person. I don't want to seem pushy. Well, as Kira said, good luck if that's in your mind, picking up the phone or before you're about to speak. Instead, change that conflict to, I'm calling to add value. I'm giving this idea to, about making their life better. And most importantly, ask yourself the second question. Do you believe it? Enjoy. Thank you for joining us in our search for what makes a great communicator. If you enjoyed the show, then please leave a rating or review. Even better, subscribe to the Great Canadian Leadership Podcast and make sure you don't miss another episode. Let's stay connected. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram at GCT underscore CompUEs. And if you'd like more information, free resources or class schedules on everything from software to soft skills training, consulting or coaching, then go on over to greatcanadiantraining.ca. Thank you and we will see you next episode. <music>